You might have to start it off. Yeah. Oh. Hello, guys. This is Amanda Love reporting from the UK. We've got Cornell, our producer. Yes, good evening. How are you going? This is the Coast to Coast Ooh. Show. Welcome aboard. Oh, boy. Am I still on helium here? I was playing around with it again because it was so much fun. It's supposed to wear off by now, though. Wait a minute. Hello, wait a minute. Let's get this straight. Wait. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, wait. How's this one? Wait, wait. Follow the yellow brick road. 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 Follow, 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 follow the yellow brick road. No, wait a minute. One, two, three. Let's get back to normal here. Come on. Wait, I've got an antidote here. I think i got an antidote for this. Let me try this. Hold on, folks. Don't go anywhere. I'm, I'm here. We're gonna get, we'll get this straightened out. We're going to want our show. Just give me a minute. We'll get this together here. Let me take a swig of the antidote. They say this is an anti-helium killer or whatever it is here. Let's see. One, two, three. Here we go. See if this works out now. Give me a break. Here we go. Here we go. Got it now, I think. Okay, is this any better? Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, boy. Follow the old road. Follow the old road. No, it's too far the other way. Shoot. Follow your father. Oh, boy. Listen, oh Amanda, you may have to come yes, in and sir. rescue this show right now, and I'll uh, I'll be right back. But uh, what's the news over there? How you doing? How's everybody going today? Give me a second. We're I'll doing be right good. back. But, uh, why don't you everybody have a beer? And you might be all right. <laughs> <laughs> all is going well, yeah, sweetheart. All is going well. I'm reporting from a different part of the UK today, at the bottom of the UK in Cornwall. So uh, anybody listening from down this way, hey, guys. It's nice to be down here. It's beautiful and grateful to be here. Corner home, buddy. Hey, how's everybody? I'm doing great. It's the weekend. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hello. Yeah, it looks hey. like Amanda's company kind of broke it up. Amanda, if you're if you're talking, uh, uh, welcome aboard. First of all, my name is Andy Kimball. This is the Coast to Coast live show. Uh, uh, pardon my, my helium excitations and uh, trying to get the voice right for the show. I'm just kind of, you know, you know, I'm just playing around all day long, and, and then I look at my clock and say, shit, i got to go do the show. Anyway, uh, we're here now. This is the Coast to Coast live show. It's another exciting adventure with uh, Andy Kimball here and Amanda Love in the U.K., and we have Cornell Butler, who's the producer of the show, back on the east coast of the USA. And uh, we're here to talk about and dive into some of the news headlines and what's going on today. Um, Cornell, are you on the air? Are you here? Yes, I am. Yes, I Amanda, am. Are you, are you back? I'm here. Was I breaking up? Yeah, you're you're very broken up. You're kind of yeah. breaking up, yes. Well, don't break up too uh, bad. Okay. Don't, you know, we, we need you. Don't, don't, don't break up too bad. We need you. We need you. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. So let's start off again. Um, We've been doing this all week, kind of starting off with your your neck of the woods over there in the UK. What's going on? How's it going over there? Uh, things seem okay. You know, we've got um, increasing uh, coronavirus uh, drastically going up in numbers. Uh, I've been scanning the news day where I can. Um, as you guys know, I've been down in the south of the UK in Cornwall at the moment. Um, so from what I've managed to catch up with, we've got um, students being forced to self-isolate as up to 1,700 students uh, possibly may have the virus or be exposed to the virus. So um, that's in Manchester. And uh, there's a lot in the news about a police officer in London who was shot, uh, sadly. Um, I know people will be jumping all over it. And thinking it's to do with um, Black Lives Matter, but I can I can tell you it's nothing to do with that. Um, basically, this 
this uh, Sergeant uh, Rosanna, uh, known as Matt, he was shot in the chest um, whilst mm. a suspect was in handcuffs. The suspect then turned the gun on himself and is now in hospital. Um, doing too good. He was arrested on uh, possession of Class B drugs. But unfortunately, the police officer did. And um, so that's a big thing at the moment. And that's in London, guys, in London. Uh, very, very sad. Very sad. There's a there's not a lot of gun violence in London. Um, I understand because of the the regulations and rules regarding gun ownership. There, am I correct? That's you don't right. really see. Yeah, I, I thought that was correct. I I thought so. Um, yeah, it's sad to hear. It's more, That's, yeah, it's more knife crime um, than anything yeah. else. But guns guns are definitely smuggled into the country, unfortunately. Um. It's sad, but the numbers of guns are increased on the streets now. And uh, that's quite scary for us, as you can imagine. Yeah. I'm kind of breaking up, Amanda. I'm sorry. Sorry, darling. Um, yeah, it's scary little bit, for us. A little better now. A little yeah. better. Yeah, who knows? You know, okay. we, we, use the, uh, we use the internet, folks, to put this program together, and sometimes we get little uh, little hiccups. We all know what that's about, and apologies for any yes. difficulties accordingly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I'm at my here. usual location. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm in a different location. I'm in the, the very bottom of the UK in a place called Cornwall at the moment. Um, so I haven't got my usual setup, but I'm doing everything on the go. <laughs> I'll be darned. Well, well, thanks for thanks for you know Thank you. staying with us and uh, oh, and no, do, doing that. No. Yeah, my pleasure. Great, great. I love it here. Well, here, oh. nice. Is is that a beautiful part of the country then, where you're at right now? Is that in terms of the UK? It's very beautiful. It uh, faces the Atlantic Ocean, and uh, it, you know, right near the beach, uh, coastal towns, absolutely stunning. Very beautiful. Can you see? Can, can you see Putin? Uh, no. And I was going to say unfortunate not, but maybe I'm actually. Oh, that was you. I'm sorry. That was that was Sarah Palin. I'm sorry. That was oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I can't see anybody. Um, yeah. I guess it would be nice to see somebody, right? Yeah. On good, on good terms. <laughs> I don't want to point that out. On good terms. <laughs> At Cornell, hey. how, how are you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, man. You know, everything is great over here, man. You know, a lot of people over here still wearing a mask. And they said at the, um, in Delaware that um, it was 80 cases yesterday, so... We'll see. Really? Speaking of masks, uh, if if you guys haven't heard the news, this is fresh off the press today for the most part, um, that in Florida, the governor there, who is a diehard Donald Trump, Trumpy fan, disciple, follower, cult person, whatever you want to call worshiper. it. Worshiper. <laughs> worshiper. You got it. Um, exactly. Um, he said all restaurants in Florida are now to open to 100% and nobody needs to wear a mask. Any restaurant owner, and we're talking inside, indoors, any restaurant okay. owner who does not open to 100% will have to answer to the government and explain why. The mayor of really? Dade, in, which is Miami, Fort Lauderdale, that whole area down south, who's been very aggressive in, 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 take, in curtailing um, uh, 
you know, exposure to the coronavirus, uh, you know, doing what needs to be done, closing what needs to be closed, uh, social distancing, masks, uh, outdoor patio dining only, doing everything you can always 24-7 to try to protect people. And, and, and uh, then the governor said, well, the state of Florida, including Miami, where you're mayor of, um, is all restaurants open indoors to 100% capacity effective immediately. No one needs to wear a mask. And let's start cooking. Now, so what the governor is doing is he's he's following the Trump way. This is the Trump method. We got to open up, putting the economy and putting money and businesses before people's health and their lives. Unbelievable. It's it's obvious that's what's going on. Yeah. So so that's what's happening in Florida. And we've been talking the last couple days about the uh, nomination of the next Supreme Court justice. And sources right now inside Republican sources are saying that Donald Trump intends to nominate Amy Coney Barrett for the Supreme Court. And this is just mm-hmm. kind of a inside gossip. It's not confirmed. Uh, a minute yeah. before announcing, he could change his mind and announce somebody else. So we don't, you know, we can talk about this all day long, but it's not in stone. Okay. And, and not only that, but she'd have to go through the, the, um, the process of being confirmed by the Senate anyway. But uh, assuming mm-hmm. that, um, you know, he, the word is that he's intending to choose uh, Amy uh, Coney Barrett to be the new Supreme Court justice. Um, you know, the, the, the issue is this, that she's a very right wing, very religious uh, appellate judge, um, very anti-abortion, very pro-life. Not that I'm, at, I'm not making that a bad thing at all. Don't get mm. me wrong here. But what I yeah. am a, a proponent and, and a promoter of is the ability for a woman, her family, her loved ones, her 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 pastor or rabbi, whatever it might be, her husband, her physician, to make decisions regarding their life, their family, their pregnancy, their health, yeah. not not the government. Now, you know, somebody right. could say, you know, and, and the, the other thing is here that, you know, we have abortions legal in the United States, and that is the that is the rule of the land. And what I'm what I'd rather do is is not talk about abortion, but talk about the cause of abortion, which is an unwanted pregnancy, you know, and, and how do we, why don't we promote mm-hmm. safe sex instead of talking about abortion, we should be talking about sex. Yeah, I, I, course, I, I'm all right. about that. I'm all about yeah. no, no, anyway, I know, <laughs> but we should be talking about, you know what I'm saying, but we, seriously, we should be talking about, you know, family planning and, and, and being careful. And it doesn't, mm. you're, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to determine how one gets pregnant and all they'll do on the other side. In other words, the people who are anti-abortion and I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm pro-choice. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm not, you know, it's not my business. You know, I could, yeah. you know, I've got, I've got kids, you know, and, but, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely pro-choice. And I think that, that a large part of the population is also, as a matter of fact, the majority of the population is also pro-choice, and that is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not any pro, you know. People say, "Oh, pro-abortion," you know, anti, you know, pro-life. We're pro-life. We're all pro-life. What? Give me a break. What do you mean pro-life? You know, pro-life. Yeah. But um, but this is the uh, the concern here, and, and not only that, but there's other things that go along with that line of thinking aside from abortion. But abortion is a big regarding women's rights. That's huge. That's huge here. Yeah. And um, and the other thing is they can't suddenly you know take a seat on the bench. She can't and uh, outlaw abortion. There has to be a case tried before the court for that to even be a possibility. And there are no cases yeah. right now that would decide you know that would overturn Roe v. Wade. 
But of course, that is um, the big thing here. When you talk about conservative judges, one of the first things that come up is that conversation regarding Roe v. Wade. So uh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, you know, some something just pops hmm? into my mind again? about the whole. Something just oh. pops into my mind about the whole yes. um, pro-life thing. You know that mm-hmm. it, it shows that people are actually challenging the whole aspect of life itself with this whole debate because it's an ongoing debate that's you know argued dramatically. Yeah. People are passionate yeah. about both sides of it. There's interest in see humanity in that sense challenging that aspect of life. Uh, I just wish that the conversation were different. Imagine if yeah. everybody on both sides of the argument mm. funneled all their energies and all their monies, all the millions of dollars that are being donated to one organization, one nonprofit that, that lobbies for this or lobbies for that on one side mm. of that coin or the other regarding the, the argument of abortion. Imagine if all that energy and all those all those funds were directed instead of abortion, pro or, or con, safe sex and birth control and family planning. And that, yes. and, that, and, and, and that is how we beat abortion, that we fought mm. – the root cause. When we fight cancer, of course we want to cure people who have it, but what are researchers doing? They're trying to determine what causes cancer, and there's so many different kinds. You know, They're all over the map, but there's billions of dollars and, and thousands of researchers, of, of highly skilled experts in the field researching the cause of cancer. That's what we have to attack. Cancer itself, yeah. you know, we, we, people have it. We got to figure out what causes it and kill that cause. So someday if you walk into a doctor's office and you say, oh, you got cancer, let's figure out what kind you have. Oh, you got that kind. We'll give you a shot. All gone. You know, wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? I, that I agree with you, Andy. And I guess the way I look at it is it's the same with any kind of education. At the end of the day, it's all down to people's choices because if we think about how strong and powerful sexual desire is and how that sometimes overrides people's thinking, which is yep. very scary, but it does. Yep. And all it goes out the window, and they do those things anyway, whether they're educated or not. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I was, you know, one. I, I got to tell you, my and I, you know, I put all my cards on the table. I mean, I was a very active teen with one girlfriend for four years, starting yeah. a very, very young teenager all through high school. I worked at Planned Parenthood when I was 17 years old. I started doing birth control uh, rap sessions for for other teens, for peer groups. And then when I turned 18, I started doing birth control and, and uh, problem pregnancy, pregnancy counseling. I, at the time, you know, I was a high school kid, you know, um, wow. and I did the, I, I got started at Planned Parenthood um, as a work study program for my high school and um, was initially in the public relations department when interest, that interested me. And the PR people at Planned Parenthood, uh, gave me a you know high school project, my work study as as doing some work in the teen clinic, and I got so involved in doing that work and realizing what they were doing and the difference they were making um, yeah. that I no longer worked in the PR department and got trained and started working in the teen clinic, working with other teens. Planned Parenthood at the time would pay me. Uh, you know they they used to hold these sessions for parents regarding teenage sexuality, and I got mm. paid um, as an active teen to stand in front of a group of parents and talk to them about their kids, their kids. I don't care what they're telling you. I'm also a teen. I got a lot of friends who are yeah. teens. So I'm, I'm in there. Yeah. I play in a rock and roll band. I take flying lessons and I've got an, an amazing girlfriend. All right. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not going to deny what, and we have an amazing life together and we, and we love each other and, and we enjoy every minute of everything we do. And mm. so do your kids. 
Andy. And what and what we just yeah. talked about is is birth control, birth control, yeah, birth control, yeah. And, and yeah. I, so I can speak from my own experience, and I can I can you know as a, as a counselor, I'm, and I'm going back a lot of years. Obviously, I'm going back a lot of years. Um, yeah. But I did some projects. I did. I got some grants. We went into schools. We did uh, confidential birth control counseling in some schools with with a, with a lot of grant money, uh, which mm-hmm. the grants weren't renewed because the the, the foundations that provided those grants said that those people who found out about it, who supported those foundations, accused us of promoting teenage sexual promiscuity. What, in fact, right. abortion rates in the schools that we went into dropped to almost nothing. Right. You know, and, and, and that's a fact. That's an actual fact. And mm. uh, so, again, you attack the problem, we can beat abortion. But anyway, I don't want yeah. to dedicate this, this whole program, obviously, to that issue. Uh, but that issue is relevant considering – the the larger issue of who's going to be the the next Supreme Court justice. Well, we have mm-hmm. some breaking guys. Yeah. Well, Trump sources say Trump decided to select Amy. That's what we just were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Supreme Court. Yep. Yep. That's what we're just talking about. Where have you been? <laughs> what are you sleeping over there? What, what are you drinking over there? <laughs> <laughs> He's enjoying his <laughs> beer. Yeah, Kurosuke. Hey, we got we got it's some Friday. breaking news here. Guys, President Trump's going to choose. Uh, yeah, okay. Mm, I think oh, we talked about that. I think we weird. talked about that 15, 15 minutes ago. But that's okay. We'll let you slide on this one. Thank you. It's okay. <laughs> You've been working hard all week. <laughs> we'll let you off. <laughs> Bless Thank it. You. Yes, yeah, so we really went along. Uh, now, also, uh, let's talk about the uh, the the election where we stand right now, where we stand with Donald Trump. And I guess there's nobody better to inform us accordingly than uh, Kaylee McEnany herself at a recent press conference, which we put together here and happened to catch it live and and recorded it. And uh, here she is, uh, Kaylee McEnany, the the president's press secretary. Kaylee, just understand this clearly. Are the results legitimate only if the president wins? The president will accept the results of a free and fair election. He will accept the will of the American people. So for clarity, if he loses and it's free and fair, he will accept I've answered your question. He will accept the results of a free and fair election. Let me ask you about Breonna Taylor, if I can, right now. First of all, just a little housekeeping. Has the president spoken to the family of Breonna Taylor? I'm not aware of any conversation that they've had, but our hearts do go out to our family. Because I'm presuming that I could be kind of human if I only had a heart. What is the president's yes. message to the family of Brianna? I heard what you said. We grieve for them. But what is the president's message to the family of Brianna Taylor that does not believe they received justice? Person, woman, man, camera, TV. So, Kaylee, yesterday when the president said, get rid of the ballots, there won't be a transfer, frankly, there'll be a continuation. Which particular ballot is he talking about wanting to get rid of, and why does he think that would help him get elected? Trump ballots, um, ballots for the president, and I believe you should be getting more information on that shortly. The political person doesn't look so hot and says, how do I look? Um, I would point you to a bipartisan study um, done by none other than Jimmy Carter. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. TikTok, 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 TikTok. But what I can say is what the president has said, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. And I'd refer you uh, to his comments as well as of those uh, from the Department of Treasury for any further specifics. I'd refer you there. 
Basically, can I just say that I want to tell you one or two odd facts and figures about airplanes, which you possibly didn't appreciate. Um, under President Trump, they came down for the first time in 50 years by travel with the president all across the country, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Florida, Nevada, and everywhere we go. I thought it was an appalling and disrespectful thing to do. Can I just first say something about the uh, civil servants' dispute with the government? I mean, with President Trump, there are new affordable options. So these principles um, have undergirded the Trump presidency, and he will use many of the same uh, principles going forward. That's about as much as we were able to uh, to get uh, of the press conference. Are you guys uh, still on? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, still here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, uh, before we uh, played that clip, I got a little uh, um, internet interference there. So good. All right. Anyway, uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, that was Kaylee uh, McEnany, the press uh, secretary, um, which I thought was, uh, you know, it be that as it may. Did you she's enjoy that press good, conference? Isn't she? oh, she's, she's very good. Her job. Really? Very, yeah. very good. Oh, just, you know, yeah, let's, yeah, well, I got another one here. <laughs> I've answered your question. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Andy. Yes. I'm, I'm going to be hearing that in my sleep. TikTok, tick. That's all I'm going to be hearing. I TikTok. know, right? I was only talking to my sister about that today. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't. There's definitely an internet issue going on with this uh, show here, Dave, because both of you sound like you're calling from Mars. Are you serious? Yeah, wow. you're kind of broken up by the warped. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know why that is. Cornell, say, give me a, say something. Give, let me just check this out for a second. Me, 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 me. Excellent. You're, you're pretty good. Whoa. It's Friday. <laughs> that was good, man. That was good. Thank you. Thank that was you. amazing. You're so talented. <laughs> Same song I'm I'm gonna perform at the um Philadelphia um art museum um in two thousand and twenty five. Oh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. <laughs> we we got some other news here. Let me let me break to this here. He will accept the results of a free and fair TikTok TikTok. Oh. Yeah, uh, somebody's gotta Ooh. be able to say something else besides I guess maybe sometimes when you're lost for words. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I said, she's good at her job. She's good at shutting people hey. down. Cornell, um, yeah. I got a question for you. You ready? Sure. Okay. You ever served in an infantry unit, son? Um, yes. The Andy, the Andy and Amanda show. Ah! No. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Bob. Are we clear? Yeah. And he didn't wait for next show. He answers right now. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of you. You're making progress, darling. Hey, time you time. snotty little <laughs> bastard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, so, so what happened? What what happened to the uh, border wall? 300 miles of border wall, only five miles of which is new, the others being restored, that the um, Mexicans were supposed to pay for. Anybody know anything about that wall? It actually, no. they, um, I think they have um, I think they have a half a mile done. Half a mile? Yeah. Let's see if we get his commentary on that. And those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. 
that would change the whole scenario. My thing is, this, why okay. is he doing? <laughs> yeah, right. I got to put your life now. in another man's hands. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Asked him to put his life in yours. I'm feeling slightly intimidated by those voices, you know. Yeah, I'm asking a question. I know, right? Yeah, Are we right. clear? Okay. Are we clear? Okay. Of course, I, I give up. I give up. Can I go back to my platoon? <laughs> I could. I'll do anything you want, Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> Ever put your life in another man's hands? Uh, <laughs> Depends which way yes. you could I actually yeah. like women much more than I like men. That would explain it. That would explain it perfectly. Yes, definitely. That would definitely. That's uh, uh, the next show. You guys crap me out. I swear to God, hanging to you guys on this show is something else. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Dear Mainland, aloha. My brother and I keep hearing about your fear of missing out. FOMO. Running this way and that to try and do every little thing. Maybe you don't worry about FOMO. Instead, maybe you try a little slow-mo with a cold cone of beer. Brother, you get FOMO. No more. One life, right? Don't blow it. Mahalo. Our home, Kailua Kona, is a special place. It's an eclectic town surrounded by the most beautiful water on the planet, filled with inspiration and beauty. In Hawaii, we celebrate family and friends, and it's the golden hour that we do it. We couldn't help but be inspired by the golden light from Kona to produce Kona Light, our latest blonde ale brewed with real tropical mango. With 99 calories and a taste of island life, our Ohana is sure to enjoy the easy drinking, refreshing flavors of Kona Light. There's no better way to celebrate a day well lived than enjoying a Kona light with family and friends. Soaking it all in, knowing we are exactly where we want to be. Kona Brewing Company. One life, right? Use art to teach math with Learn It By Art. These art integration kits have all the supplies and lessons you need to help students increase standardized test scores, strengthen critical thinking skills, and reduce classroom disruptions. These kits will save you hours of prep time so you can work more closely with your students and engage them with hands-on activities. Learn it by art, know it by heart. Visit learnitbyart.com today. And this is the Coast to Coast Live show with Andy Kimball right here. And we have Amanda Love over in the U.K. And our producer of the show, of course, is Cornell Butler standing by on the East Coast in case we do anything wrong. Hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) We try to do our best, guys. We try to do our best. Cornell. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. 
think <laughs> me. I think that's what Andy always wanted to get off his chest about to me. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. You know, you know, I love that movie with Jack Nicholson, by the way. That sound clip. Was it A Few Good Men? A Few Good Men. Yes. Yeah. Jack Jack Nicholson got paid $15 million to do that film. And he did three scenes. And he actually worked the last morning for free. He did that courtroom scene, the monologue that we mm-hmm. took apart here, that monologue with the Tom Cruise. He did yeah. it on his own in rehearsal 40 times. Okay. 40 times Whoa. Before, before he went and, and – uh, yeah, he said uh, – I forget what – he had some kind of wicked he- headache or you know, just – he said just wore him out completely, wore, totally, totally wore him out. But uh, he had to redo a scene or, or they didn't get to a scene and, he, and he, his $15 million contract was for four days of work. Was it three days? I'm sorry. It was three days. Of work. Oh and um, and he came in and worked the next morning for free because, you know, he he could have negotiated maybe and said, oh, you know, here's the contract. But he came in and worked the next day for, for no fee and uh, finished what he had to do. Amazing. All seriousness, I think that movie was was absolutely to- one of my tops that that absolutely. Yeah, me too. Uh, and that scene, that scene with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson in the, you know, with the yes. You know, did you order the code red? You're goddamn yeah. right, I did. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got made to chills for that whole courtroom. I, I'm going to try them to heal him next show. Imagine if he was a police officer and they pulled you over. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try that on helium next show. I'm going to try that yeah. line. Remind me, Cornell, to to get on yeah. helium and to do that. I'll try to do the whole courtroom scene. I have a great idea. I'll do Tom Cruise in slow voice, and I'll do Jack Nicholson in a high voice. <laughs> oh my god! That was funny. I said she something like that. YouTube, and he stay tuned. We recorded his whole video. Like he was on Helium. Andy, do the shining. Say again. Do the shining, with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, you know he- here's Johnny. Uh, you bet. You bet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to fill the seat. I love that show. We hear more chants. There's a lot of genius in those chants, I have to tell you. You said it better than you can say it. You can read a speech. But what's better than those words? Fill that seat. You know what you do? You come up, you say... Fill that seat, you leave, and you've said everything. You don't have to bother. Yeah. Do you, have to, do you, have to, you know what happened last time I filled the seat? What happened? <laughs> when? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this on Friday, so don't pay us no mind. Andy, I've got to know what you've been to to create monstrosity. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to the news, uh, Joe Biden was on uh, MSNBC. He said some words regarding his uh, reaction to what Trump's been saying uh, with uh, not exactly agreeing to a peaceful transition um, to the next to Biden, should he lose. And here's what uh, Joe Biden, we did some excerpts of what he uh, said and, and got the highlights of it. And uh, here's Joe Biden. 
Well, I just don't think the, the power of the Oval Office depends on those in authority to enforce what he says. And, you know, he already had six members of his uh, administration who were four-star generals and major positions in, in Homeland Security and the like who said that this guy's not fit to be president. I don't think he's going to get the FBI to follow him, get anybody else to enforce something that's not real. Now, what, what I do con am concerned about is whether he generates some kind of response in a way that, that unsettles the society or causes some, some, some kind of violence when he talks about, well, you know, by the time the polls closed, I was winning on the vote, you know, and, uh, but now these votes coming in late. And so, but I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think the American people are onto this guy. Well, look, I, I'm not going to even entertain that because I'm not anticipating that happen. What will I do? I mean, I'm going to, we're assuming that even a Republican court would respond in an appropriate way based on what the law is. And I, I understand that our Democratic and Republican friends and the Congress would respond. The last thing we need is, uh, you know, the equivalent of a coup. I mean, this is not, this is not who we are. And no one's going to back you when that occurs, if that, if that were to occur. I think this is just his whole, the whole notion of him talking about this is to take our eye off the ball. Not to talk about what's happening to the people dying of COVID. Not talking about all the unemployment. Not talking about him on being unwilling to bring the Congress together, get out of a, get off his golf course, not of a sand trap, and have a meeting in the White House. I mean, the, it's always about distraction with him, and I think that's a dis yes. What a difference in hearing yeah. Joe Biden speak. I don't care what he says, frankly. It's, it's but he brings it across in a very respectful manner, right? Yeah, he's respectful. He's 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 passionate. He's got great empathy and sympathy for those that have been affected by this virus. Mm. Yeah, and um, the uh, it, it's just you know it's a whole different whole different you know I mean it's not you, I don't know you, you can't compare you can't compare you can't compare. Remember this one? I don't want to see mistakes. Yeah. I, I don't like joke calls. Now, I will say this. As somebody that, you know, you grow up and you wrestle and you fight and you this, or you see what happens. Um, sometimes if you're alone and you're fighting, somebody's tough. And you get somebody in a chokehold, what are you going to do? Say, oh, and it's a real bad person. And you know that. And they do exist. I mean, we have some real bad people. You saw that during the last uh, couple of weeks. You saw some very good people protesting. You saw some bad people also. And you get somebody in a chokehold. And what are you going to do now? Let go and say, oh, let's start all over again. I'm not allowed to have you in a chokehold. It's a tough situation. Now, if you have two people, or in the case, case that we're talking about, right. you have sure. four people. Yeah. And two of them, I guess, just pretty much. Did you guys hear that all right? Or was that all broken up and warped? Well, no. actually, I'm good. You know what it said, Andy? So cold. Here's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I think if somebody did that to me, I would literally crap myself. Sorry, but I just, you know, that film scared of me. <laughs> Jeez. Furthermore, Biden has a message to. Vladimir Putin. Let's hear that. My message to Vladimir Putin is, if I elect him, I'm coming, because here's the deal. It's a violation of our sovereignty. I've made it clear before, and I'll make it clear again. I was part of a transatlantic commission 
set up in the elections that were taking place in Europe and European elections, where the former Secretary General NATO and I, along with Chaired Off, the former Republican Homeland Security Director, we all got together and we met in Europe and we made a commitment of all the, all those standing for election that we committed to there was any interference from outside. We knew about it. We called it out and we would not accept it. I took that pledge. They took that pledge. This president refuses to take that pledge. He refused to take that pledge. He would like very much to see Vladimir Putin continue down the road he is. But I promise you, I promise you, there'll be consequences. There will be consequences if I win for this involvement in our sovereignty. And I bet there will be. I bet there will be. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would also speculate, purely speculate, that given the fact that Donald Trump is an unindicted co-conspirator in a criminal case. He cannot be indicted as long as he's president. When he's no longer president, he can be indicted. And the question is, what will happen when he leaves the White House? You know, there's so many things there's, you know, between taxes that are being investigated and things he's done as president that he couldn't be indicted for. When he's no longer president, will they literally go after him? Or will they just say, he's gone, goodbye, see you, let's move on? Be interesting mm. to see what happens. Yes, yeah. can he move to the country? Yeah, you know what? What some folks said. I don't think this isn't going to happen. If he loses in November, that uh, he would resign before January, just resign, knowing that he's leaving. Uh, then Pence would become president. Pence would have the ability to pardon Trump, uh, like like Gerald Ford did of Richard Nixon of everything, a- any any current or or future crimes that might surface down the road, his yeah. pardon is effective. And and I, I don't know. Uh, you know. Wasn't Trump um, threatening uh, that if he was uh, taken at the White House, that he wouldn't be taken at the White House, that he wouldn't leave? Is that right? Yeah, he what, yeah, what, he, what he said was he didn't commit to a peaceful transition from one administration to the next. Um, okay. And I think next week uh, Cornell, make a note of this. Remind me to uh, to play Ronald Reagan's uh, inauguration address when he took office and took over the presidency from Jimmy Carter. And wait, and I'll play this next week, folks. I have it here. I'm just not going to be able to get it together in time for this show. But um, wait to hear this this speech of Ronald Reagan. Like him or not, liked him or not, uh, you've got it. What my gosh, uh, wait, we'll play this next week. Uh, uh, talking about peaceful transitions and how he just was so regarding Jimmy Carter was so thankful with his, you know, how, how great Carter was and how the transition went and, you know, just a, what a, what a difference between then and now. It's just unbelievable. Moving yeah. along to some other news, uh, a skateboarder named Keith Huffnagel, 46 years old, passed away. And he was a an icon. Aww, if you're, in, if you're into skateboarding, and a lot of people and kids and so forth, and you know, they, skateboarding is a is an Olympic sport now. Uh, Keith Huff, he died. Uh, um, I'm not sure the cause. He's had brain cancer. I'm, I'm assuming that that's what causes death oh, as well. Uh, bless him. Forty six years old. Um, a streetwear company, Huff Worldwide. He's been battling. Here we yeah. go. Been battling brain cancer for more than two years. Wow. Um, okay. Oh, bless Biden had brain cancer, didn't he? Say again? Yeah, uh, Biden had a benign tumor removed some years ago. Good point. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's very scary. 
a very yes. dear friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, uh, is experiencing uh, the same kind of thing. Oh, my um, God. And they've been okay. it for uh, quite a while and doing doing quite well, but there's always that fear when the next gun comes along, you know? Unbelievable, so, man. That's, yeah, that's very. Something. Yeah, very scary. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. too bad. You yeah. hate to hear news like this. My heart goes out to his family and friends and, and all his fans, even, you know, people yes. who mm-hmm. and, and respect him. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure he was he, top um, of the game. Yeah, he was uh, you know, tough in his in his field. Of, I, again, I'm not in that in that world, but I know a lot of people are, and uh, I don't, I yeah. didn't know of him or who he was, but he was oh, in that world. You know, start top, his top, top of his game. Top of his game for sure. Sorry, go on. But the uh, the FBI director, who is uh, his name is Christopher Way, um, he's he's been you know dispelling months of conspiracy theories which have been pushed by Donald Trump uh, about mail-in ballots. I mean, the FBI came. The the director of the FBI says, and I'll quote. Now, we have not seen historically any kind of coordinated national voter fraud effort in a major election, whether it's by mail or otherwise. And that was in response to a question about the safety of voting by mail. There'll be 80 million Americans voting by mail. And I'm deciding Hmm. what I'm going to do. I I got a card in mail a couple months ago that just confirmed that I'm a valid voter here in the state of California. And if – and I don't need to do anything. It was just a card sent to me that if I had a change of address, if that person wasn't there anymore, all these things that you send that card back, if it's postpaid, if that person doesn't live there anymore or whatever. Um, but just confirming. And also, you just th- then you get a ballot, but it's not like just the ballot comes and it's valid. Uh, every, every mail-in ballot is not a valid vote. It's called a provisional ballot and does not count it unless you're verified. And you have to sign the ballot, and they compare your signature to what – when you register to vote, what did your signature look like, and what does it look like on that envelope? And if there's any question – and you know, hey, voters across the country, try to you know, write clearly, please, because if there's a question about your handwriting not matching the handwriting of when you were registering to vote – your vote's going to be tossed, whether you're voting for Donald Trump or or Joe Biden. So um, the FBI has pretty much, you know, the department. I mean, they they've said that you know what we've never seen, and there's many states in the country that have been using mail mail and ballots for years. It's not new to them, and I think we talked about it earlier this week. It's not new. Um, yeah. So they've been doing this for a long time with almost zero fraud, almost zero. And you've got the president of the United States making this big thing about it and riling up his base and yeah. saying, well, I'm not, you know, is, is there going to be a peaceful transition? Well, if we don't count the mail in uh, uh, ballots, it will be peaceful because there won't be any transition. You know, okay. I, hey, I, I just want to see it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to be watching TV to look at it and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It, I don't know, if he loses, if he loses, I just want to, you know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's and all I can. Kelly McEnany was asked if it is, if he loses, will Trump, 
provide a peaceful transition to the next administration? And her response is, if it's a fair election, under by a fair election, mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump's interpretation of a fair election? Yeah. Or, what? <laughs> a fair election? If not, so it, this is going to be an interesting 40 days. Yeah, I mean, what was said by, you know, he will accept a fair election. So how do we not accept one? What What is the procedure of that? Mm-hmm. Do you know? <laughs> what is a fair election? Yeah, what's it right? Well, they're going to say they're, – they're going to challenge the mail-in uh, ballots. They're saying that, you know, that – that anybody could have dumped these mail-in ballots anywhere. They're going to go to the you know. Oh, do you know about what happened in Pennsylvania, guys? Uh, let me let me talk about that real quick. Uh, we played uh, Kelly McEnany, and I think yesterday I spent all day calling uh, McEnany or something. I realized when I was listening to the show that I pronounced her name wrong, and I apologize for that. But anyway, Kelly McEnany uh, uh, cited a case in Pennsylvania, your neck of the woods, uh, Cornell, um, where a contracting company um, involved in the delivery of ballots was, you know, trashed or jumped off nine, ended up being actually seven ballots that they thought were absentee ballots, but they were actually people who already voted mm. and they were going to trash them. Not, they opened them up because they, they thought that, you know, what are we going to do with, I, I don't know the exact story, but anyway, they opened up these, these what were supposed to them absentee ballots. So here's what happens. Somehow William Barr got involved, the Department of Justice. They disclosed that those seven ballots were voters who voted for Donald Trump. The election's not over yet. The election really hasn't begun yet. Right. Never before in our history, ever, has two <laughs> things occurred regarding this case. One, has the Department of Justice ever let anybody know, any department know, any president know what they were investigating? They were an independent organization, not involved with the president, not involved with Congress or the Senate. The Department of Justice runs their own investigations. After they something surfaces, they they address it appropriately. Okay, so that's never been done. Two, to release not only with the fact that they were investigating, which has never been done, but to release that those votes were for Donald Trump. Yeah. The election is not over. Yeah. What? What? What and now and so what Barr did is he ran all, all, he wrote memos to Donald Trump to release all this information directly back to his client. Right, okay. he's a U.S. Attorney General, folks. We're his client, but in this case, you know whose client is? It's Donald Trump. The Department of Justice, under the direction of William Barr, has become the law firm of Donald Trump. Also, evidenced wow. by them taking over the defense. For a defamation, a defamation law, lawsuit, which we also talked about on the show, that occurred a couple months ago when William Barr mm-hmm. said, we're going we're to defend the president personally. Mm-hmm. The president was personally sued wow. for defamation, and the Department of Justice is now defending him. But since the United States government be sued for defamation, the case will, have to, the case will disappear. Welcome wow. to America in 2020. Well, that's, that's crazy, right? That's really well, crazy. Welcome to America. That, that, yeah. You know, uh, do we know where we it's stand sca- right now? Are we clear? It scares me. It scares me that something like that can just slip through the system, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. 
this rapper came the out. The loopholes, right? The loopholes. Oh, you know, it's it, it, there's things occurring now that should that are legal, that you know, mm-hmm. that should you never imagine them happening. They'll happen under dictatorships, and here we are. And uh, you know, I, I'm wondering. I I question. Well, we have a, a Congress, and we have we have a mechanism in the you know we have our our founders wrote within the Constitution a mechanism to if a president is found unfit or defamates our democracy, that president can be removed. And what I'm wondering is why isn't there a more aggressive? I guess it. You know, I don't know. I'm not versed enough. I guess I have to go through not only the Congress but the Senate, and 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 you know, the elections forty years away. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, you know, and, and again, we've said this so many times on the show that I'm not advocating any de- Democrat versus Republican. We deal with facts. We deal with what's real, what's actually going on, what affects our individual lives. That's what we talk about on the yeah. show. And and I I hope we've made that evident. And it, the reason why I guess we've come across as being so leftist, we're not leftist, but so pro-Biden maybe, is, mm-hmm. is because of the danger that the current administration poses to our democracy here in the United States. And we as citizens yeah. have to do something about it. We're in a position to do something about it. We have to recognize it and, and deal with it and make a change. And um, is Joe Biden perfect? I personally happen to like the guy, research what he's done, 47, 48 years, 47 years experience. Uh, some things he's done you like, some things he's done you don't like. He's been there, done that. He has worked across both aisles, and he will bring a calm back to the back to this country uh, and try to cure and heal the hatred that's been uh, created by the current administration. Yes, and, yeah, a lot of hatred. Yes, I I just find it fascinating that there's so much mistrust in Biden when all this chaos has broken out under Trump's administration. You know. Um, yes. I, yeah. I mean, I'm intrigued to know what more people think about this, and I would love for people to call into the show and, and let us know. And if you do want to call in, 515-605-9888. We would love to hear your thoughts and feelings on this whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On other news, uh, actually history-making, uh, Ruth... Um, Peter Ginsburg broke her uh, broke barriers uh, by being the very first woman and the first Jewish American ever to lie in state in the United States Capitol. They moved her body there, I think, uh, this morning from the Supreme Court hall where she had hmm. been, and she is now lying in state uh, following 34 men who've been there. And she's not only the first woman but the first Jewish American to lie in state at the United States Capitol. Okay. So that's, uh, um, which is, you know, extraordinary. I mean, it's amazing yeah. to see what is going on outside of her casket right now in Washington. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you know, and her granddaughter in, in discussing her life and her wishes, Ruth Bader Ginsburg told her granddaughter that she would request that the selection of the next Justice to take her place in the instance of her death, which she knew was 
going to happen, unfortunately, yeah. um, okay. would be held off until such time as the next president was sworn into office, whether it be Trump or Biden. And um, Trump uh, tossed that off as a uh, conspiracy by the Democrats, by Schiff. Hoax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hoax. <laughs> hoax. Fake, right. fake news. Never happened. Uh, she wouldn't do that. Yeah. She wouldn't do that. That's that sounds like something conjured up by Shifty Shift. Hey, right? Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I got so inter- I got asked the other day. Say again. I got thrown. I got thrown a question the other day, which I thought was uh, completely uh, brid. Pardon mm-hmm. the pun. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me, Alvis, alive or dead? I was stunned up still. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I had no answer for them. <laughs> sorry, sorry, and you know, you, you just said that that, that latter part yeah. just just brought that, that conversation to my mind. So please continue. <laughs> it, it, oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it really wow. Is. Cool. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Other news, COVID-19 news, we haven't talked about that in a bit. Uh, under 10% of the population of Americans have the coronavirus antibodies. Um, so what that means is 90% of Americans are susceptible to becoming infected. Right. And given the fact of what we talked about earlier on the show about Florida – lifting state restaurant restrictions as it's reopening moves ahead. Um, mm-hmm. Israel imposed yeah. new limits on citizens traveling abroad. The rest of the world is seeing, including where you are, Amanda, the rest of the world yes. is seeing the, the, this thing spike. Look at the numbers go the direction Incredibly. we want them to go. Incredibly. Yeah. Incre- a, a yeah. Doubling every seven days where you are. I think I, we just talked about that two days ago on the show. I think it was uh, yes. something like every seven days, like horrific numbers, horrific numbers. And I think uh, I read over 6,000 um, in one day as well, mm-hmm. uh, which you said that shocked me. That shocked me. Over 6,000 new cases. Yeah. Uh, I had, I, I was stunned when I read that and you know, you get a moment of panic thinking, my goodness, where is going? Yeah. Surely we could be on a national lockdown very, very soon. Very soon. Mm. Um, but can I, can I ask a question? Which state has the most deaths and uh, infections? I have that information. It happened, funny you should ask. Let me check which state by individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me scan this here. I was oh, thinking oh about gosh. that today. Well, my state of California is not looking too good, but wait a minute here. Oh, my gosh. In California, we've got 804,000 cases, 15,490 deaths. Wow. In my backyard, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Hollywood. Hollywood. I'm in Hollywood. Oh, baby. Hollywood. Yeah, I'm in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> there are uh, <laughs> 264. Is that? That's. Are you ready for this? In yeah. my backyard, outside outside my driveway, right here. Yeah. 264,000 
cases, up 1,081. 6,455 people died outside my house, 32 recently. Oh, wow. Orange County. Now, here's a, let me explain this. Los Angeles County is gigantic. Like, it's huge. Yeah. It encompasses all these different cities within it. Burbank, Santa Monica, Pasadena, uh, uh, Studio City. Mal- I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, Los Angeles County is gigantic, right? Yeah. This, now, you go to the south of Los Angeles County, we have Orange County. And I remember going down there one time and going to the beach area from L.A. County to Orange County. This was in July, July 4th weekend, actually. Uh, yeah. Here's the difference. In L.A. County – Everybody's wearing masks, you know, even if they went to a pizza place or went somewhere to, to do a pickup order, you know, they walk in with masks or they give their order, they take their mask down for a second or even talk with it, but whatever, everybody's very conscious is my point. Hmm. You go to Orange County, which happens to be Republican, it's one of the few Republican pockets here in California, um, very few people wearing masks, very, very few. And and I was right. in Marina, and, and I've been around boats. I think I've said, you know, we're all in the show. I, you know, my other passion outside of the guitar is, is sailing and, and, and boat ownership. And, uh, and and the thing about owning a boat and, and living that life is that you leave everything behind. Your life with the Marina, your, your friends with the Marina, politics rarely comes up. You know, yeah. uh, maybe a disgust, a disappointment or something, but people leave their political uh, views at the door. They go down the dock and get on the boat. People, uh, you know, start mixing the margaritas and cracking open their beers, go out sailing or boating, go fishing, whatever. And it's just a great life and great people. Uh, you never, mm. you never see, you never see a political ideology displayed on a boat ever, ever. Okay. And I've been boating since I was a little kid, right? Right. I went out on yeah. the dock in Dana Point in Orange County, just to the south of here, and you wouldn't believe. All the Trump 2020 flags flying on the back of these big power yachts. Wow! Really? I've never seen anything like it in my life. Never. It was it just like unbelievable. It looked like a gang, didn't it? Oh yeah, and and there was so many of them that I'm thinking that they must have gone around and handed them out. I mean, there's that many of them. I mean, they were every other boat. You know, it was just incre- you know, and the, even the boats going up and down the fairway at the marina were flying the Trump 2020 flags, and then they also had a uh, a big boat parade for Trump. A couple of boats yeah. sank. I remember that being in the news. But anyway, they had a, a a big boat parade for Trump here in Southern California. But getting back to what we were talking about, I just want to bring that up, that it's just really something between Los Angeles County, which is huge and very, you know, just the Democrats out, outweighed Republicans just uh, uh, by a large margin. And you go down to uh, to the Orange County area, and it's a little Republican pocket down there. Not that that's a bad thing, but, don't take me mm-hmm. wrong here, but the, the cases down in Orange County are 54,328. In L.A., we're 264,000. Anyway, right. folks, this is our Friday show, and, and I'm hoping that because from my headphones here at our Los Angeles studios for Coast to Coast Live, a lot of parts of this show were kind of sounded like they were warped. It sounded like internet warp. But but if you guys say this sounded all right, well we'll you know hopefully the podcast for this show will come out okay, and you guys will enjoy listening to us. Um, we're back. On Monday, and Amanda is on vacation. Uh, we wish you all the best. We're going to be without Amanda all week. I am, but I'm going to be joining you on Monday. Oh, you, you are going to join us on Monday? Yes, I thought I'm going so. to be joining I, I thought, you on Monday. Yeah, oh. great. We'll look forward to that then. We'll look forward to that. We're going to wrap up our Friday show. I'm Andy Kimball for Amanda Love in the UK. And again, we thank her for staying up all hours to do the show and for Cornell mm-hmm. Butler back in Pennsylvania. This is the Coast to Coast Show. You're free to join us at 515-605-9888. Thank you, everybody. It's been a great week. We've had a lot of fun. And, uh, Absolutely. 
You and bet. Thanks for yes. listening, guys. We appreciate it. Go ahead. Johnny! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got one, one thing to close the show, the show out with. Here we go. Have a good weekend, folks. Stay safe. I like my hips like to be held, and I like to, like, you know, so I can still move back and forth and, you know, work it, like, twerk it. <laughs> we'll see you, folks. Have a good one. Have a good Bye, one. Bye, guys. Take care.